What's up, America? Dave Sheridan, a.k.a. Doofy, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. And remember, don't disturb me while I'm listening to The Horror Squad. Episode number 242, where tonight we are going to be discussing Glorious, the newest horror movie streaming over on Shudder. We are toddlers for now, but he is going to be joining us very shortly. But I am here with Steve. Gentlemen, I want to hear all about Fan Expo Canada. I know you went, so let's get a let's get a breakdown. Holy fuck, man. Um, Fan Expo Canada. So first, I'm just going to lay it out that I had a lot of fun. Uh, I got to hang out with one of my best friends. I got to hang out with Justin from a podcast that I've appeared on before, the Don't Be Crazy podcast. I've been chatting with him online for like 12 years, and it was the first time I got to meet him in person, and that was really awesome. As far as the con itself, it was ridiculously fucking busy. Like I'm talking, you cannot stretch out your arms basically anywhere in that place. They had a lot of huge guests, including, as they counted, six people from Stranger Things. And the Stranger Things line is, like, bigger than I've ever seen before. It's absolutely madness. And you horror fans will be horrified by this, but they had Robert England as a Stranger Things guest. And so did Sean Astin, who was actually there with the other three Hobbits, but they decided that be him being in Stranger Things season two trumps <laughs> being a, a hobbit. So they had him in the Stranger Things section anyway. But still, great con. Personally, I got to meet Lloyd Kaufman. I'd met him before, but it was the first time I actually got to like talk to him and get his autograph and stuff like that. He's always a delight, just an absolutely amazing person. He signs for free, which is awesome. Everyone at the trauma booth was also super cool. So huge shout out for them. And then I met four people from sons of anarchy i'm a big sh- uh, like fan of that show so i had a poster going it's actually my only non-horror poster in my basement that i have up i'm trying to get like a kind of a cast thing going on i already had ron perlman who horror fans would know i guess hellboy i also had um the guy who played opie uh ryan hurst who people would know as beta from the walking dead I actually got him to sign my Walking Dead poster as well because Beta was such a big character. Then I met Theo Rossi, who uh, played Juice in Son of Anarchy, but is known to horror fans. He played in uh, Army of the Dead, which he played kind of the Weasley character that he's kind of a little bitch <laughs> in that movie, but really cool dude. Then I met Alvarez from Son of Anarchy, who people would know from Three from Hell. Uh, he had a few prints of that on his table. And finally, the one I was really psyched to meet was Charlie Hunnam. He's the main character in Sons of Anarchy. He plays Jax. And horror fans might know him from Crimson Peak. Uh, that's, I think, the only horror film he's made. Uh, all very, very cool guys. I'd actually say Charlie Hunnam is, like, top five nicest guys I've ever met at a con. Just absolutely cool. I am a little bummed, though. So there was a horror booth at Fan Expo that featured a different horror film every day. And they had, like, a good portion of the main cast of whatever film they featured and one of my buddies went uh, the Friday which I went on a Saturday and they were featuring Vicious Fun which I had as number two or three as my favorite film of last year uh, I know Todd did as well I don't remember Joe if you had it on your top 10 no it was I think it was an honorable mention maybe okay so I was really bummed that I got to miss out on those guys but they were featuring another uh, film that I w- didn't really care about so I 
I went by, said hello, but didn't really do anything. And the last uh, horror thing I did was I went to visit Deadly Grounds Coffee, <laughs> our, our sponsor, which you won't hear their ad tonight, but we very much appreciate them for, you know, uh, kind of supporting us and stuff like that. And I found out through talking to the owner that they're actually opening a store really close to me. So I can't wait. You know, it's a horror themed bar and uh, I think it's going to be fun. So really looking forward to it. What about you? You went to, was it Silver Scream Con? Is that what, the, what it was called? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but Fan Expo, that, I mean, they do those like all over the country. I like to say Fan Expo Boston just came here recently too. And I know those cons like can just get like extremely overwhelming. But the fact that they had like all the Stranger Things people. Wasn't Eddie Munson, did you say Eddie Munson was there too? Okay, so so yeah, so I got to talk about that. Uh, so yeah, so Eddie was there. Okay. So the way it works at, at these cons is you had all of the guests every single one of them like on one wall and they all have two tables they have one table for the handler and kind of the prince and then one table for the actual celebrity to sign at that's every single guest we're talking about some of the biggest guests like star wars marvel lord of the rings uh sons of anarchy you had clerks you know kevin smith and all that you had like a bunch of people william shatner just a bunch of huge names and then there's one table on the left who no joke has probably 10 tables wide because of how long that line was. And that was fucking Joseph Quinn who played Eddie in stranger things. So a guy who played, you know what, like four episodes, maybe five at the most of the last stranger things seasons, who doesn't appear all that much had a bigger line and a bigger presence than all these like legit legends of uh, the, you know, the geek world. Uh, it was impressive, and I'm sure this will probably die down in time, but he is the hot thing right now, and it was really crazy. Like, his line was just on a whole other level. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, so good for him, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to definitely. I mean, it's the hot thing on the streets right now, obviously, so it's going to be... Strange thing is going to be the hot ticket for years to come. I'm interested to see, like, in, like, 10 years when these people do cons like how if those lines are going to sustain or not you know or if the like the fandom is going to die down on it so we'll see maybe it depends how it ends who knows yeah I, what i'm afraid of is so i think back of cons i went to 10 years ago when i thought used to think 50 dollars was like kind of a ridiculous price to pay for someone uh whereas at fan expo it was like almost 100 minimum you know unless you were yeah. someone kind of relatively small like alvarez from uh sense of anarchy a hundred dollars per person someone up to 160 so whew, jesus like it's it's a lot of fucking money crazy yeah very crazy uh yeah so i attended a con this weekend too um silver scream con which was a very first time horror convention in took place in danvers massachusetts it was run by the band ice nine kills who uh a lot of you horror fans might know they're sort of like a i don't even know what you would call them i mean they're like a I, like a metal like band i mean someone's gonna like kill me for probably calling them metal but you know they're like hard rock i guess you could say like screamo rock i guess is the best thing but they're a horror theme band like all of their songs are about horror music and stuff like that so they decided to start their own convention and i was like very intrigued to see how it was gonna go for, for you know first time cons are always so unpredictable i will say though it was run extremely well a really solid guest list for a first time con uh, it was small definitely on the smaller side there was only like one big room 
and maybe only about 30 vendors in that room and then everyone the rest was all celebrities so i mean definitely on the smaller side but i think you know they definitely will have a lot of potential to grow in time it definitely fills the big void that rock and shock left which was the big horror convention in massachusetts um that dissolved uh two years ago and we haven't had anything since so it was exciting to finally have something in my backyard and uh yeah i had, I had a blast it was, it was a lot of fun solid guest list i met so i'm starting a new horror piece so most of the, everyone i met was all repeats uh guests to get this new poster signed i got like this like yeah everyone has like probably seen that this image it's basically just like all of the horror icons on like one big poster so i got uh kane hotter to sign it doug bradley bill mosley who whatever jamie kennedy actually i had him to sign it too and there was like one other horror icon, but I was going to get Andrew Bernar Bernarski to sign it, who played the new uh, remake Leatherface. He was listed as 40 on the website, and I got to his table with the poster, and I looked down, and he was charging $75. I mean, this is this is more than Kane Hodder was charging, more than Doug Bradley was charging, uh, you know, more than Nick Castle. Oh, that's right. I make Nick Castle and James Ducourty, too, who are the two, uh, you know, Nick Castle, the original shape. He's always charging more than the original Michael Myers. I mean, he, he, I think he was actually the most expensive autograph there, which just like fucking blew my mind. So I turned around and I was like, fuck that, man. Like, you're just trying, you're just like, just taking advantage of the fandom right now i turned around i didn't end up get, I splitting a photo up with my buddy with him so i did spend 30 bucks to, to get a photo op he did a leatherface in costume photo op so me and my buddy got that done so that was cool but uh yeah i mean i i skipped him on the autographs but man i will say for this so this con was run by the band i send kills it was like a hundred percent ice nine kills fans it was wild so the band was signing and their line was like a robert england size line there was like it was like a two to three hour wait to meet the band everyone else i, I mean no lines like i walked up to pretty much the longest i waited was for kane hotter which was about a 30 minute wait say but everyone else i walked right up to their table so it was nice yeah but i i had a blast couple things that came out of the con halloween news something i did not know for Halloween ends. I, I guess this is like mild spoiler, but not anything like too major, but maybe skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to know this. But I went to the Q&A with Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney, and Nick Castle revealed his part in this movie actually is going to be himself. Like, well, he's going to, ah, he's going to like be you know himself in the movie uh well not nick castle obviously but he is going to be you know without the mask on um so that's pretty cool i thought so we, we will get a nick castle cameo in the new halloween ends um so i thought that was a cool little tidbit other than that yeah we walked by kane hotter and my buddy threw out oh man like friday the 13th part six easily the best friday the 13th and kane looked over at me and he literally pushed me about halfway across the room he said fuck you guys and he just kept walking so that was a, a fun uh memory definitely from the con but yeah i would uh i'm interested to see how this con grows and uh we'll see i'll definitely be back next year as long as they keep doing it that's awesome and uh speaking of celebrity guests might as well talk about it now as a good time as any. We are hosting a nice little celebrity guest in October. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, we are. We are going to be hosting, of course, Omri Katz, of course, from Hocus Pocus. Update on that. Um, we did announce tickets did go on sale. We are now more than halfway sold out for the screening. 
uh, over at Cinema Selm. That's going to be taking place at 7 o'clock in the evening. So don't wait. Like, we are absolutely going to sell out. We're not even into September yet or maybe September when this episode drops. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're just in the beginning of September now and we are already more than halfway sold out. You know, we still have another month and a half before the event and I haven't even started, fly, you know, hanging flyers downtown. Once the locals and uh, other tour, like tourists uh, get word of this, I think it is absolutely going to sell out very soon. Uh, also, the Crypt has released their menu for pre-order. So uh, you can go follow uh, the Crypt over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And so uh, I'll, I'll read their menu off real quick here. They are doing, so these are gonna be available right before the movie screening. So you will be able to bring the food into the movie theater if you would like and eat food there or eat before you go. But pre-orders will start being picked up around six o'clock in the evening, uh, right before the screening. So they're doing the Winifred Sanderson, which is an oven roasted turkey breast with stuffing, house-made cranberry sauce, fried Granny Smith apples and gravy dippings to a Thanksgiving style sandwich on there. The Mary Sanderson, which I think is the most intriguing one, uh, which is Cheeto dusted chicken wings. <laughs> and then you have the Sarah Sanderson, which is mixed greens with roasted pumpkin, pickled watermelon or uh, arugula, uh, I'm sorry, uh, pickled watermelon radish and toasted hazelnuts with cranberry vinaigrette. So a uh, salad there. And then they do are uh, doing the Dead Man's Toes, which is a tater tots gnocchi hybrid fried to a crispy golden brown served with honey garlic aioli and sriracha ketchup dipping sauces. And finally, for dessert, the chocolate-covered finger of a man named Clark, Clark, which is chocolate-dipped crullers filled with peanut butter buttercream. So very delicious. If you are coming to the event, definitely order something from the crypt. You're having the, man, the, the Mary Sanderson? Yeah, definitely. I gotta try those. Maybe too. That that was yeah. The, my wife wants the dead man's toes, so that's what she's gonna have. But I'm definitely gonna have the Mary Sanders. I'm intrigued. I want to know what uh, what it tastes like. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. no. Uh, yeah, was there anything else? Um, I don't believe so. All right. Well, before we move into news, though, let's hear from Omri himself and uh, just for the final details there on that event. So Omri, take it away. It's me, Omri Katz. AKA Max from Hocus Pocus. Just here to let you know, I'm gonna be in Salem, Massachusetts on October 22nd at the Silver Moon Comic Store starting at 1 p.m. I'm gonna be signing some autographs and meeting fans and whatnot. And then after that, there's gonna be a special screening and a Q&A hosted by the Horror Squad podcast at Cinema Salem. So I really look forward to seeing you guys there and don't miss it. All right, folks, so let's get into some horror news now. It has been a while. It's been, I think, like over a month since we've done horror news, and a lot has happened in that month. So let's just get started here. The first thing I wanted to touch on was um, a couple of trailers that have dropped within the last month. Um, so, Steve, I want to know your thoughts on the new Wednesday Adams trailer that dropped the new Netflix television series with our girl Jenna Ortega. Fucking Jenna Ortega, easily becoming one of my favorite actresses out there. Absolutely incredible in everything she's in, and this looks no different. I think it looks awesome. The cast of that they chose for the Adams family looks a lot like the original cartoon. If anyone has seen that, I know people had a kind of rep, like people are a little like, "Oh my god, Gomez doesn't really look like Gomez." Well, he looks exactly like Gomez from the cartoon. I think it's an inspired choice. But Jenna Ortega looks like she's going to steal the show here. And I saw like a behind the scenes thing about how much she prepared 
for this role and it seems she's taking this extremely seriously and yeah i'm super looking forward to it i think it looks amazing what do you think yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I think it looks great. I think it looks like a, a ton of fun. Jenna Ortega looks like she was cast perfectly uh, as Wednesday. I got no problems with Louis Guzman as Gomez. I mean, I don't know what the whole backlash about that was. Like, I mean, he looks fine. Like, I agree. And he's not, of course, like Raul Julia. Like, he's not like the Casanova type that I guess people were used to on that. But I mean, if you do look at the original source material, he, he seems perfect for it. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Uh, the other trailer I wanted to jump on, of course, is the hotly anticipated, what, three or four years in the making now? Terrifier 2 uh, trailer uh, that just fi that finally dropped. So, Steve, what did you think of it? I think it looks great. You know, it looks to be really bloody. It looks to be a lot of the same. So that's could be a good thing. You know, uh, actually, the day that we're recording, they just screened it for the first time. And that's it right. seems pretty positive on all fronts, saying that it's extremely bloody and extremely gory and uh, has the same kind of charm as the first one did. My only apprehension with this movie is that it's two and a half hours long. And that's a long time for a character that doesn't even speak. So I'm curious to see how they pull that off. But other than that, pointing like it's looking to be pretty good. Yeah, once again, totally agree with you. I think it looked it looked super fun. Like it like kind of um, it definitely uh, elevated my expectations. It, it looks like uh, it definitely could be a, an improvement uh, over the original. Um, looked super gory, looked super bloody. And it just looked like a, a, just a really, really fun time. So uh, I'm really excited for it. And uh, we're going to find out this October. And look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Todd has entered the chat. Oh. Todd. We, we were just discussing. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, we were just discussing the Terrifier 2 trailer. Did you watch yet? Any thoughts on it? I have not, but I'm honestly pumped for the movie because, you know, I know he gets a lot of shit, especially from us, you know, of doing cons and charging 50 bucks a pop and all that stuff. But I still like the character. I like the director actor all that so i'm pumped awesome well we're gonna find out in october and i'm i know we'll, i'm sure we'll definitely be covering it so we'll find out file this under steve boner alert news ladies and gentlemen as the nun 2 has officially been announced and it is going to be set to release in theaters next halloween season so steve Let's hear it. Let's I hear mean, those I, I love the nun character. Like that's for sure. Uh, from her appearance, mostly in Conjuring Two, I didn't love the nun movie. Uh, I thought it had some great elements, but it also had some elements I thought were stupid. So I'm hoping that they kind of learn from what they did the first time and make something really good. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. You know, I love the Conjuring universe, even though you know there there's hidden misses. I mean. The Nun being one of them. Conjuring 3 definitely being a, a miss there, but a lot of them are great, and yeah, I'm psyched. I'm psyched to see what happens next. Yeah, um, we do get a uh, we did get a little bit of a plot synopsis here for The Nun 2. Uh, 1956 France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face-to-face -face with the, dynamic, the demonic force of Valak, uh, the demon nun, and we will be seeing that in theaters September 8th, 2023. So just about exactly a year away. All right. I gave the Todd, the Steve boner news. Now it's time for the Todd boner news, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. As Sean Cunningham has officially teased a potential return of the Friday the 13th franchise for next year. Question Praise the horror gods, finally. 
Yes. Um, so, you know, this spread like wildfire as Sean Cunningham officially joined Cameo uh, the other day. And in his description, he, po- he put that a 13th schedule movie is slated for next year in his description. So I don't think you would put that unless there's definitely some talk going on. And it seems like the lawsuit stuff is finally all cleared up. So a return to form, possibly. What do you think? What, what, what do you, ta- uh, Todd, you being probably the biggest Friday 13 fan of all, all of us, like what do you want to see out of a, the 13th installment? First off, what is Cameo? Is that a TikTok kind that of thing? That is, it's sort of, not really a TikTok. It's uh, <laughs> sort of, think of, think of like a con- at-home convention where people pay money for the people to send them videos, oh. like customized videos. Got it. Okay. What do I want? You know, I really like these fan films by uh, Vincent, 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 last name uh, escapes me. But uh, Never Hike Alone ones? Yeah. Never Hike in the Snow, Never Hike Alone, mm-hmm. part three's coming out. I mean, they're simple. Like, they're really simple. There's no, like, gimmicks. There's no, like, let's revamp Jason. It's just literally Jason in the woods killing people. And I don't think you need to, like, complicate the plot. You just have, whether it's a summer camp, you can even rehash soft reboot whatever you need to do but have jason already established we don't need to have his backstory we know who he is and have him just take out camp counselors and just leave it at that that's what i'd love to see in the snow let's get just jason back in the snow too i would love to see the the, the uh script they had years ago of a found footage style friday the 13th movie i think that would be like so fun i, I read mean, like a fans. not a red or i i listened to some i don't know but someone had the script and it was really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I he was like awesome. he was like um supernatural, like he was the lake, but it wasn't as silly as that sounds. It was like really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Well, obviously, we'll keep you guys updated in the news. Next bit of news here is um the news that Evil Dead Rise is actually they're scrapping it for home video release because they are going to be sending it to theaters instead. And it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be coming out in uh, April of 2023. To me, I think this is fantastic news. I think the studio must have watched it and said, damn, this movie is actually really good, better than we expected, and we think it will do well in theaters. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, which is actually funny because if you think that, right, which I think is also a good sign, how do yeah. you feel? I don't know if I'm stealing one of your news items away, but how do you feel that they're bringing Halloween back onto VOD the same day as theater right. release? Does that mean the opposite? Where they're like, maybe this won't do as well as we, we'd hoped. So I don't know. But I, I think for Evil Dead on itself, it does look good. That That's usually a sign that the theaters think, okay, we can make money off this. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, especially since it's not like a, it's not a Halloween brand, you know? Yeah, I was actually shocked that I, I'm happy that Halloween ends is on VOD because I didn't want to see it in the theater. But I'm shocked that it is because, you know, COVID restrictions are mostly gone, you know, and Halloween's got that name brand. And you would think they would keep it to make that extra 20 bucks on home, home uh, or no, sorry, not home uh, theater sales. But uh, I mean, it must have worked last year, right? Or two years ago. I watched it that way at home. Um, Yeah, that, that was another piece of news so we can get into it. Yeah, I think... You know, I, it's risky for sure. I, I think Peacock probably paid them a lot of money or the studios like wanted, maybe Peacock is attached somehow, some way to some sort of deal they made. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think for the, I think it was, a mis- I think personally, money-wise, uh, financially, it's probably a mistake because this is the last movie in the franchise. So everyone's going to go see it. They want to see how it's going to end. You know, this is the one, if you're going to 
put it into theaters. This is the one you're going to put into theaters. So it was a bit shocking, but I mean, they know more than us, I suppose. They know what they're doing. So we'll see. I mean, it will definitely get that buzz out there, right? Like and yes. more people maybe will subscribe to Peacock and whatnot. But honestly, I, to me, it just brings out the pirate pirating. Like that movie will be, you'll be able to watch it for free the same yeah. day it's released because someone's just going to pirate it right to, you know. So, I mean, I think they're going to lose money, but we'll see. Uh, but anyway, Evil Dead, so Evil Dead Rise will be hitting. Is that a theater, uh, theater. though, for you, Joe? Is that a theater? I know Steve's probably yeah, at home a, with me. Yeah, I, I don't have a choice. We don't have Peacock. Oh, you're you're at theater, Steve. Oh. I, have, I have to. We don't have Peacock in Canada, so. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to see this on the big screen. Like, I, I, I it's, you know, Michael's, you know, well, <laughs> maybe not Michael's swan song, but Jamie Lee Curtis's swan song, probably. I mean, you know, I, I'd. She claims this is her last one, and I kind of believe it this time because, you know, she's not a spring chicken anymore, and I feel like she is finally done with this franchise after this movie. She's a hypocrite, though, man. Like, I know she's, like, the darling of the horror community, but she used to hate horror, and now she's, like, crying on camera about horror. I'm like, which is it? (laughs) Which, it makes you money now. Like, now you're loving it. It's just, it's silly. Um, I think, I I actually think she's genuine. I think she's come full circle, and I I think she's kind of, you know, for a while there, she was hated being typecast i think you know when you're a young actress i think you want to try to branch out and do other stuff and i relate to that yeah 100 percent young actress (laughs) (laughs) nah but i'm 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 really looking forward to the home home video really that because i had a lot of fun watching kills in the privacy of my home pausing it laughing it was was fun Mm -hmm. yeah totally all right so steve you're gonna have to explain this one to me you being the walking dead aficionado you are so we have a daryl dixon spin-off series where he's going to be going to france of all places to fight uh zombies and now we have the walking dead dead city which is a negan and maggie spin-off series that uh is coming out as well what can you tell us about this one yeah so, so basically what they're doing uh post the walking dead so walking dead is about to end its mainline series uh in uh well, like couple months i think it starts in october and what they're going to do now is they're going to do limited series events so instead of doing new seasons of stuff they're just going to do like a six episode contained story focusing on different characters uh, and they could be post walking dead or they could be pre-walking dead they could be at the same time as the walking dead they're just basically doing these little stories so those are two of them uh, so we're going to see a story with daryl i don't know how the fuck he's getting to france that's a whole other thing but motorcycle. right uh what i'm really intrigued about though <laughs> is jump the water <laughs> that's right is this whole negan and maggie thing in new york city which is the dead city i think it could be really intriguing new york city must be a fucking just insane place to be during you know the zombie apocalypse these characters have a great uh like backstory to each other um i don't know for those who still follow the show you know negan of course killed uh, Maggie's husband and the father of her baby, uh, Glenn, you know, very infamously with a baseball bat. And just last season, there was a very powerful scene where he actually explained himself. Like he said, your people killed an entire facility of my people. And my people were looking up to me like, why the fuck didn't you do anything about it? So I had to do something. And when I found your group, I had to make an example of your group. And then she says, if you if you could do it again, would you do it differently? He says, absolutely, I would. I would have killed every single one of you if I had the chance. Uh, you know, and it was just such a powerful scene of them being kind of honest with each other. So it's very, it's a very, Negan's actually surprisingly probably my 
favorite character on The Walking Dead right now. His like character arc has been the best. So I'm psyched. I'm really psyched about that series. I think it's going to be awesome. What, what's up with Rick's movies? What's the plan on those? Uh, I think they dropped the movies and are going to mm. do the same thing. They're going to do Any like a, a limited series thing uh, with Rick instead. So I, I feel Rick is going to come back in the show in the last like two or three episodes of this final season leading into his kind of his story is this 10 that we're on right now i think it's 11 11 okay because yeah. 10's on all right 10's on netflix but it started so right and and rick is also going to have michonne which was confirmed so it's going to be rick and michonne in the in that series all righty well thank you for all that uh oh i guess oh, i completely forgot to uh, mention with my silver scream con recap is that I ran into uh, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Missy. So shout out uh, to Missy as well. It was great uh, chatting with her for a little bit as well. So that was really cool. All right. So wh- wh- who here watched Resident Evil, the TV series on Netflix? I watched two episodes and dropped out. <laughs> watched a funny video on YouTube and decided not to watch it. <laughs> well, I would assume that, is, and I didn't watch it at all. And I'm assuming that's the reason it has been canceled by Netflix after one season. It had an eight episode run and it seemed to be universally hated from everything uh, I had read online. So yeah, there you have it. So if you did enjoy it, I'm sorry. If you didn't enjoy it, well, you don't have to deal with it any longer. Other uh, quick news here. Uh, something we haven't mentioned much uh, on this show at all is Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Well, it is going to be hitting uh, video on demand September 27th. So be ready. I'm sure we're going to be reviewing it uh, probably that uh, opening week. Really, actually, pr- probably not them. because uh, it's the same week as Hocus Pocus. So, oh yeah, okay. So well, we'll probably do monsters the week after. Back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. All right, very good. All right. In other news here, I know this is I'm um, I'm tapping into Stephen Todd's other show here, of course, Let's XP Geek and Gaming with this one, but I have to talk about it on this show as well as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The video game is happening. Uh, this news uh, really came out of nowhere. I did not hear any, I mean, you guys are obviously the bigger game gaming, uh, you know, nuts than I am, but was there any hints to this like whatsoever before this announcement? Not even a slightest sliver of hint, which is, so I, I think this is both the coolest thing ever and it's actually pissing me off greatly. (laughs) And I'll tell you why I love the killer clowns. And I think it's a great idea that they're making a game of them, but I am so tired that Every time they take these big horror franchises, Friday the 13th, Evil Dead, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, they're making all these franchises into games, and they're all the exact same fucking type of game, and it's all these multiplayer, like, three versus four games, or three versus seven games, and I hate that type of game. So can we not just take one of these franchises and make a normal fucking single-player game or co-op game or something like that? Like, come on, guys, I'm tired of this type of game. So is this going to diminish all the other ones like Texas Chainsaw, you know, and stuff like that that are also coming out? Like, come on. I want a single player of these games. Fucking Blair Witch was amazing. Give give us one of those. I hate those style too, mostly because if you don't play with friends, it's ruined by people just bringing a prick. You know, like, you know, Jason, you can find an exploit and just ruin the game for everybody. So that sucks. But hey, uh, Texas Chainsaw is coming to Game Pass for all the Xbox guys out there. So you can try for free. So... I'm pumped for that. But yeah, I, I'm on Steve's train there. I just ugh, I hate that game style. Yeah. Well, 
for those of you that do want to play it, is going to be released uh, on PC, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. So I'll definitely be checking it out. I'm, uh, I'm excited for that one as well. I might have to. I'm going to have to get You need to get a freaking like, Xbox and shut up already about it. I do. Because you I haven't do. played TCM, Blair Witch, no. nothing. No. I'm tired of it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bring great shame to the horror <laughs> gaming community. All right. Uh, next bit of news here, and uh, I know we're not going to have much more here because we, we, we do have a couple more things uh, to do tonight before we get off. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, ladies and gentlemen, in a movie together in an R.L. Stein adaptation called uh, by the title of um, Zombie Town. So, yeah, this just got announced uh, today, actually. Um, so this is going to be released over on uh, Netflix from what, oh, I'm sorry, Hulu. is going to be released on Hulu um, and is going to be uh, in Stein's kid's book, A Quiet Town is upended when 12-year-old Mike and his former Car- and his former friend Karen watch a horror movie called Zombie Town and unexpectedly see the title characters leap off the screen and chase them through the theater. So there we go. Chevy, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. I mean, that's fucking huge. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 30 years ago, maybe. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> Is it geared towards kids? Because they're not going to know who the fuck they are. <laughs> right, that's yeah, very true. They're bringing in the adults for this one. Yeah, Chevy do Chase doesn't know who look... Stein is these days? Yeah, mine, mine do. They watch okay. Goosebumps and stuff. And they read them. Cool. All right. Well, we'll keep you guys updated on that. I'm sure that's probably what we'll be covering too. Um, and we are running short on time, so I am going to do one more uh, bit of news for tonight, even though we have we had a lot. We're, obviously, we hadn't done it in a, quite a long time. So, Tusk Two, ladies and gentlemen, is it going to happen? Well, Kevin Smith reportedly is planning a sequel to the horror movie. Um, I'm assuming he talked about the fan expo, Steve, this weekend. Is this where this that, 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 that's what I thought too, but I didn't go to his panel. But no, it's actually Justin Long that uh, that talked oh. about it on a podcast or something. So yeah, it's, it, that's where the news comes from. All right. Well, I'm on board. I'm ready, and I hope it happens. I'm not, man. I want. I want to no? to stay alone. Yeah. I think it ended perfectly. And a good thing about Kevin Smith too is he announces quite a bit, and then rarely does it come come out. Moose Jaws, Clerks Three was was on, off, on, off, on, and then it got made. Obviously, Mallrats Two was on, off, on, off, and it's off. It's like he does this a lot, so I don't know if it'll come out. Yeah. I guess. Where do you even go with a sequel? Like. <laughs> Like, does he like escape from the uh his little uh in- encasement there? He just, at the end or he just waddles home. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. All right, and that's it for horror news this week. Cool. Watched. Yeah. I have two very short ones. Uh, Steve mentioned it last week. Aliens ride at the speed of fright. Currently on YouTube. That's um, it's got freaking reanimator in it. Jeffrey Combs, who plays a colonial marine. It's uh, it's pretty bad. They they use a lot of uh recycled footage from aliens and then it's a typical ride where you're in first person view and you're like we're gonna crash and then it stops right before you crashes and it backs up it's pretty dumb but man i would have loved to have been on this ride i don't remember what what park it was at it wasn't universal or anything like that but holy shit it also has tony todd in it right steve yeah so tony todd jeffrey yep. combs and aliens ride at the speed of fright on youtube it's like eight minutes long so go check it out for some like really cheesy stuff but holy shit like i said it would have been so fun to see this and directed by Stuart Gordon and all that. And, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Craziness. That's one of them I had. 
All right, my, my first one tonight is um, a Screenbox exclusive. I actually signed up for Screenbox for the month just to watch this. And it was called, it's a documentary titled Pennywise, The Story of It. And this one uh, is uh, follows completely the 1990s miniseries. We get interviews from essentially the entire cast and crew. Missing just a few, but I mean, we get, uh, you know, Tim Curry on here, Zeth Green, uh, basically the entire Losers Club, uh, the director, Tommy Lee Wallace. Um, yeah, and basically they just go through the entire making uh, of the miniseries, tons of behind-the-scenes footage, behind-the-scenes stories. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was really good. I do, there was like, I feel like there was maybe like something missing a little bit, maybe just like overly long and it just like there were there didn't seem to be like i don't know like i think i wanted more uh from tim curry like and I, obviously i know maybe they just uh you know with him being in his condition they just weren't able to get as much out of him but i definitely wanted to hear more from uh, him you get a lot from tommy lee wallace and i think he's actually probably the highlight of this entire documentary um he's very forthcoming with the you know the mistakes they made in the miniseries and you know he, he definitely doesn't sugarcoat uh, anything i mean the, the definitely the best part and the most interesting part for me was them talking about the whole spider uh fiasco and just like how they completely fuck shit the bed you know doing it and, and that was great um so overall if you are a fan of the miniseries or stephen king stuff i i definitely recommend this one and it's made by a, a local guy who also did um the, a pet cemetery documentary that was really great so just support just to support him uh he's also coming out with the jaws documentary he's in the process of making right now as well so yeah Nice. Very cool. My first one this week is a 2022 film that I watched over on Shutter, and it's called Bloody Oranges. Uh, so this one uh, follows like a couple stories kind of at the same time. You have uh, the story of a dance competition where this elderly couple is going into the dance. And through this really kind of smart conversation between the judges, they go through this whole like scenario as to who they should pick for the finale of this dance competition. And it goes into a really deep, like con really deep, like metaphors and like why we should pick people over the other. Is it really have to be about talent or do you pick people for like, so it looks socially good and stuff like that. So they end up picking this uh, older couple and then you realize that they're in debt and the their entire debt relief is based on them winning this competition. So you have that story. And then you have a story of a young girl who has never had sex before and she kind of wants to experiment it and she sees a gynecologist and they talk about it. And then you have um, like the minister of finance of France, it's a French film, by the way, who uh, he's about to go through a scandal and all this stuff and how they fix that scandal and all these stories kind of doing their own thing it's kind of like a dark comedy and kind of clever discussions between people and for the first half of the film that's kind of what they focus on it almost looks like just a fun kind of smart comedy and stuff like that and all of a sudden in the middle of the film it cuts to like a title card and everything after that just goes into a complete other fucking insane um like just a story like there you meet this new character that comes in and he kind of brings all these stories together in a really fucked up way and it gets really fucking crazy this movie had a like, pretty big impact on me like i was really shocked at some of the stuff that they did in this movie i thought it was clever in a lot of ways i thought it was really risky in a lot of ways there are conversations that they have in this movie that i'm like Ugh, i don't know how i feel about it but their conversations i think are important i will give a trigger warning 
there's a lot of sexual violence in this movie, like rape and stuff. So, you know, if you have trouble with that, uh, that's definitely something to know about this movie. But uh, if you can stomach it, there's also a lot to love about this movie. In fact, it's actually my top five of the year so far. Uh, it's just a really clever movie. So it's called Bloody Oranges, and you can find it on Netflix. Uh, sorry, uh, Shutter. And it's directed by Jean-Christophe Maris. That's my French. Maris. You're close. Uh, Maris. Yeah. All right, good enough. I watched Predator, which I'm not going to go into because it's amazing. Plus, it's I still stand by it being more action than and sci-fi than horror. But that's an amazing movie. But I did finish Pet Cemetery for Book Club. I think a lot of people dropped off because, you know, problem with books, it's a huge commitment. You know, written by Stephen King. And boy, this book is tough it's hard especially being a father it's hard with the source material the stuff that the and i'm going to rewatch the original movie and then plus the remake just see like because it's fresh in my mind see what the differences are stuff like that I remember the pet cemetery movie gage wasn't the best child actor so kind of like takes a little bit away from it but the way he handles it in the book makes more sense and without spoiling it, if you haven't read the book it's really good it's very hard to read and that's why i didn't read it i'm having michael c hall speak it to me because he's an amazing voice actor and he does like females well judd well the kids well ellie will gage well and so on so i highly recommend the book it is a tough read if you're a father i think it'd be a tough read period uh, period because it's it's pretty rough but great book joe how far are you on it joe i'm, ha- I'm about halfway about halfway, halfway okay. through it yeah so I, i'm getting i'm getting there the biggest i mean i'll just say one thing i it fucking blew my mind when i found out judd had a wife i was like wait a minute what when did this happen and it's like i could see like totally why they cut her out like in the movie because it's not like she's like a super important character but i was like wait a minute when did this happen yeah <laughs> there, there's some... cool. but yeah i'm uh, i'm really enjoying it and michael c hall is a great narrator oh yeah he's he's perfect um mm-hmm. have you read that steve or no 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 right, that was my last one all right. Uh, my last one tonight uh, is uh, over on Peacock. You can check it out. Peacock exclusive currently. And it is called They Slash Them. This one stars uh, Kevin Bacon. And uh, it is a summer camp movie. This one is really interesting. Uh, it's something that hasn't been touched on much in the horror genre. But it's about campers that go to a uh, LBGTQ plus conversion camp. And essentially, while they're at this conversion camp, murders start to happen so i thought you know i was like really intrigued by this because i think the premise is fantastic unfortunately they just who completely dropped the ball here you know i was expecting a really fun friday the 13th style slasher movie and unfortunately like there's like hardly any killing in this movie at all and when we do get killing it is almost entirely uh off screen uh you know i do think there's like great uh bits in here like especially like the drama like i do think there's like really good drama parts like about you know people coming to terms you know with their sexuality and stuff like that which i found all like really good and interesting however like it just did not work as as a horror movie uh unfortunately so uh i would definitely not watch this one again i would say skip it and yeah but I, I will say um, my brother loved my brother loved it. Like so, I mean, I think this could be like in the gay community. This could be like a really like popular movie or something like that. But I just wasn't a fan. Right. Uh, my last one this week is a movie from 2020 that I watched over on Shutter, and it's called 12 Hour Shift. So this movie follows a nurse who's doing a 12 hour shift uh, overnight at a hospital. She's played by Angela Bettis, and the story is simple. She 
she's a she's a drug addict and she needs money so one of the ways that she can get the money and the drugs is that she sells organs on the black market so someone comes and picks up an organ from her at the hospital and then delivers it to a crime lord played by very randomly played by Mick Foley of WWE fame and this one time the girl who went to pick up the organ accidentally forgot it and by the time she went back to get it at the hospital it was mysteriously missing so she starts freaking out and starts bothering you know Angela Bettis's character to get another one and it just follows her trying to get another organ on this really crazy night uh, during her her shift work essentially and that's basically the story of it and it's a really crazy movie there's a lot of things that happen like that are unexpected uh david arquette is brought in at some point as this crazy guy that was brought in by the cops and uh you know also he has like a interesting story in there and the characters kind of intermix you really get to know the hospital like staff and the people who are staying there for the night and because the story like weaves in and out of the different people who are staying at the hospital over that one night and the staff that are working that shift. And it's a really interesting like dynamic between everyone. You almost feel like you become part of this staff and you're going through this adventure with them. And I thought that was really awesome. Overall, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a really fun film and uh, had a lot of interesting moments. My only like big gripe about it is that, like I said, there are cops, you know, the one who brought in David Arquette. And they see things in the movie that would be a huge red flag in real life. Like at one point, Angela Bettis is in the morgue and she, there's a body on the ground. There's blood everywhere. And the cop comes in and she, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just dropped him. And he's like, okay, well, whatever, fine. You're a nurse, you know, it makes sense. But there's no fucking way that there'd be a body with blood everywhere on the floor. It just makes no fucking sense at all. But anyway, just things like that, they're kind of stupid. I think the cops are just too dumb for uh, it to be kind of believable. But overall, I recommend this one. It's a really fun one. So it's a 12-hour shift over on Shutter. Glorious? Yep. Okay. All right, Glorious, currently streaming on Shutter, 2022 film directed by Rebecca McKendry. After a breakup, Wes ends up at a remote rest stop. He finds himself locked inside the bathroom with a mysterious figure speaking from an adjacent stall. Soon, Wes realizes he is involved in a situation more terrible than he could imagine. All right, so we start off with our character, and he's driving across country. Uh, something's happened in his past where, he, you know, he's he's um, mourning over a relationship loss. Uh, he can't stay awake, so he finds a rest stop. He decides to stay there for the night. He has a total freak out and starts getting blackout drunk, burns a bunch of stuff in a fire pit. Uh, eventually, we find the character. He wakes up in the morning at the rest stop still, and he's fucking hungover. He has to throw up, so he goes in the bathroom stall, begins to vomit, and that's when he realizes he is locked inside the rest stop, and a voice from the adjacent stall, uh, played play by J.K. Simmons, starts uh, speaking to him, saying, hey, you can't leave. I need your help. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, he also says, too, don't you fucking look at me, or I'm going to do something. And you, don't, you won't like it. So, yeah, I mean, the movie's pretty straightforward. It's a one-location type of film. Overall, my first impression was there's some things I like, like I like some of the body horror stuff. That was pretty cool. I like the raining blood scene. That was freaking awesome. Um, but overall, I this is kind of a miss for me, but there's still stuff that I thought was pretty cool. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, so I went into this one uh, essentially like totally blind and I came out actually like I think I'm going to be the most positive on this one. Um, I ended up like really uh, enjoying this one. 
very Lovecraft. I, I am a sucker for like Lovecraftian style horror movies too. So this was definitely like up my alley. Cause I just don't think there's like a lot of them out there. So when they do uh, come about, uh, I'm always like super intrigued. I loved the lighting in this. I loved the, you know, the uses of purple was great. I, I, the, I think the one place setting like worked really well with this one, unlike revealer, like, you know, I, I, I thought revealer, I found, boring at times this one i didn't really feel bored like i mean and you know you guys might disagree with me but i was i was always like really intrigued by what this monster was gonna do or make him do next you know my, i guess my biggest complaint would be I, I don't think the comedy always worked well but i thought jk simmons was excellent as just the voice of this creature and the movie went places i was not expecting like this big obviously we're, we'll get into it but I, I did not see the twist at the very end like the red whatever you want to call it the red box twist or whatever i never saw that coming like i just did, i think it just kind of came out of nowhere and i thought it was cool i thought it was smart i i really liked it so yeah i'll leave it that overall uh, yeah i dug it yeah i i think i'm closer to todd on this one i did like it i like somewhat you know i think there are some really interesting elements to it uh, i did like the colors and everything and i do agree with joe i liked everything that happened within the stall like within the bathroom i thought that was really interesting but it does something that really grinds my shit in movies that i'm kind of tired of seeing and that's a lot of flashbacks and i thought the flashbacks slowed down the story considerably now i get why they were doing the flashbacks because it's important to the end of the story but I think they could convey it in another way because all I kept thinking about during the flashbacks is, okay, can we just get back to the bathroom and make, you know, where it's kind of more interesting and I like the things going on in there a little bit more. Uh, I also, and this is going to sound super dirty and I, I don't mean it to come out that this way, but I wish they played around more with the idea that it's a glory hole. You know, I, I thought that there's a point in the movie where you think the whole point of this thing is for him to stick his dick in it because and actually use it as it's like intended use but when then once he actually does it it's like never mentioned again you know it's like no that's not what i want but i thought that was an interesting thing where it should have been about the glory hole and it should have had a bigger important than just being essentially a mouthpiece for this uh, character uh, i i do like jk simmons though his performance as the voice was amazing he had kind of like a sarcastic tone uh, a little bit robotic in the way he would talk and i like that it reminded me kind of a video game like narrator uh like a clever one something like out of portal or something like that where he's kind of not making dry jokes and commentary and stuff like that uh the comedy was hit and miss with me there are some points that I thought were funny, like when he, the J.K. Sims trying to tell this like super important story and the guy kept like taking a piss <laughs> during the story and would kind of interrupt him and stuff like that. But there are some jokes that I'm like, okay, uh, this is kind of weird. And I do like some of the, you know, horror elements to it, like some of the stuff that we saw, which we'll talk about. So overall, I'm kind of like mixed on it. I did love some elements. I didn't love some, some elements, which leaves me kind of in the middle, I guess. Yeah, let's jump to the end. He's a serial killer, right? Right. Okay. See, like I like Joe. I didn't expect that at all, and I liked it, but it didn't really like affect the story at all. Like he really didn't need it in there. Like he could have just sacrificed him and been done with it. It's like it was too late in the game to make an impact for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, you, it's a point. It's a good point. Um, but I just liked it. Like, I don't. It just kind of like blew my mind. I was like, oh shit, okay. Like, it, it was just like something different and un unique, you know? Because like, you are rooting for this guy essentially the entire movie. So it was kind of like a nice 
reveal where being like, oh, well, this guy's like really a piece of shit and I've been rooting for him the whole movie and I shouldn't have been rooting for him. You know what I mean? And he basically was, uh, you know, our hope um, for survival. And he's really just like a terrible fucking person. So I, I thought that was really cool and like really unique. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think a lot of people are thinking that, Steve, that are maybe more me- negative that the glory hole should have been a thing. Because I, in my review, like if they would have went there, it could have been like the special of this year, you know. But how fucking fucked up would it be if like the the glory hole was just a guy on the other side and like fucking with people, and he takes advantage of him, and then then we feel bad for him, and then we figure out he's a serial killer, and we're like, what the hell is going on? I think that could have been like a very interesting twist if that was like all just bullshit in his head kind of thing, and he's really just banging a dude. Like that would have been interesting. Yeah, it's just like if you're gonna make it a glory hole, like use it, you know, in a more clever way. Or because at the way the film was presented, it could have just been a vent, you know, or it could have just been the space above the 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 stall. You know, there's really not a big use for the glory hole itself. Um, you know, he could have like he even tried to peek at whatever was on the other side from the top. And other than that one scene where he sticks his dick in it uh, very briefly, because he's like, no, fuck, ew, God, that's, <laughs> that's not what I want at all. It's really, there's no point to it, you know, and that's kind of a bummer. Um, as far as what Joe was saying about like the uniqueness of the last scene, I think what lessened the impact with me, and I'm not going to say which film it was, but one of the films I mentioned in a what watch within the last month had the basically the exact same ending where the whole movie, it's like the good person, you think they're the good person, and through a series of events, you find out that they're not the good person. They're actually the bad person in the story. But I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil that movie. But it's something I talked about recently. So I guess having this same ending, I'm like, okay, this again? You know? And that's not to the fault of the movie. That's just, you know, bad, I guess, bad timing on my part. And I, I don't know. I guess like Todd said, it just it did lessen the impact, you know, because it was by that point, I just it's like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, it's just, it wasn't that interesting to me. Yeah, I will say they, they were able to keep it fresh, though, um, for me, like, you know, because you think it's going to be just him and this, him talking to this guy for the whole movie, but then they're able to introduce, obviously, the um, the other guy who comes in uh, at one point, which I loved, like, I loved that, that scene when he finally fucking kills him and just becomes, like, a total fucking bloodbath. So, like, I felt like the director, she she was able to keep it, fre- and we should mention the director is Rebecca McKendry, who uh, those of you who have ever listened to Shockwaves podcast, um, which is was a very popular. I don't even know if they're still a podcast, but they were a very popular podcast put they, out by. They Blumhouse. have a different one now. Yeah. Okay. Same people. Okay. Yeah. Was so she. Yeah. So for those of you who did listen to Shock uh, Shockwaves or whatever show she's on now, she is the director of this one. Yeah, I guess to keep it going, I you know like like you guys like J.K. Simmons, but. It was just, at the end of the day, it was just his voice, you know? Like, it really, it could have been somebody else with, like, a baritone-ish voice, and it would have been the same impact. It really didn't do anything for me either way, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I just enjoyed, you know, that could, they could have easily given it to a no-name actor, but how would we have gotten as good of a performance, you know? I think even having just his voice, it was performed super well. And I think that's because they chose somebody who has a track record of being a great actor, you know, and I don't know if we would have had the same impact had they just picked someone like, and this is weird for a movie like this to have such a big name 
to do a role like that, you know, because he does talk quite a bit. It's not like you, it's not like a lot of these movies that we watch that are independently made that are starring this person. And then you see him for three minutes and then they, you don't see him for the rest of the movie. You know, it was kind of a big role and I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good move to make JC, JK Simmons as the voice of the creature. Yeah. I, I think put it in the hands of a lesser capable, like voice actor or any other actor and you know it probably wouldn't have the same impact i mean maybe you know because i am a jk simmons fans maybe uh it it tends like to raise my score a little bit like because of that but i don't know like i mean i can't say for certain i mean because i I still do think it was like a really well put together movie and very competently made and stuff like that so i mean i I like the rest stop setting too like the whole like bathroom like dirty rest stop scene i thought that was like you know lended to some really like fun moments too and stuff like that i mean i do agree like with like the glory hole part i mean like obviously i i loved how it was the running joke for basically the whole first half of the movie and i think that was like a really good smart like kind of like a long con for you to think it's you know it's gonna be like this whole thing and then it 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 and it makes that joke even more i guess effective when he fi- it finally does happen um and then he's just like your genitals are of no importance to me uh, i think was the line he says like after he finally sticks his dick in the hole but yeah you, you know i, I I was expecting like you said I I guess I was expecting sort of like a revealer or the special but I I think you know it it didn't need to be that type of movie if it was that type of movie I would have enjoyed it probably uh just as much but uh yeah I mean I I liked how it kind of you know did went that way with it so what's the uh what's the lady at the beginning what's her dealio it's his ex, right? His ex-girlfriend. So, like, he's coming uh, out of a breakup with her. No, no, well, no. The, we think. We think. But the, really, girl, the girl, the girl, the older lady at the rest stop that gets him the candy bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly don't think there was any significance to her. Like, I can't think of anything. Like, she's just there, right? Like, I, I don't. Well, remember. she says like that line, like to rebuild it must be destroyed or something. So, was that like the cosmic being that we're trying to hide from? Was that God? Yeah thoughts yeah i don't know that's what i thought at first she was like kind of the the character that knows that this is going to happen you know kind of like the i guess the doorman or doorwoman to this creature right um but in the end it didn't play all that much into kind of the the reveal so i think maybe they should explore that character more if you're going to do it that way yeah what's up with him calling his girlfriend that he had killed over and over again just to throw the audience off yeah i would i would say so i don't even know you call her on the phone cheap yeah he calls her and leaves voicemails okay and stuff. Uh, yeah i, I okay. think it's it's like it's almost like he it's it's his self-realization that he actually killed her right yeah. the whole story is kind of about that so when he's calling her it's like he he's not believing that this actually happened that he actually killed uh, her so it's uh i forget which movie i watched recently where someone calls his mom like the, the whole movie and he realized that the mom had been dead the whole time and it's just like his comfort you know it's a, just the way it is it's i think that's what it kind of what it was with this yeah i uh i think this movie like it doesn't overstay its welcome either right it's like a what 78 79 minutes so it you know i think if it went any longer it probably would have overstayed its welcome but i think it it stayed pretty for me anyway it, it stayed like pretty tight the whole time where it never um went 
you know, oh, too long for me. I never felt like there was, I, I never just, I never felt bored or felt like any like scene was getting overly long where I was like, okay, let's like keep, let's get this moving. So, so what do you guys think of like the actual horror part of this, the design of the creature, the big bear, which was super random. Uh, I know. <laughs> and then kind of the body horror when A, he's cutting out his liver and B, when that guy comes in and gets basically decimated uh, by this creature. So what do you guys think of the horror aspects of this? Loved it. Loved uh I mean, I loved the, the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the disintegration, I guess, or explosion yeah. of that one character. It was just, it was great. Uh, him cutting out his liver was cool. Like, didn't see that part like coming really until it's actually revealed that's what he needs of you is to actually like fucking perform essentially surgery on yourself so that was really cool and i liked the creature design i guess but we really don't get much of it like you really don't don't see much of it you just get some tentacles here and there but it's simple like right sometimes you don't have to reveal your monster and it's better to be left up to the imagination so i think Obviously, this movie's low budget and pretty low budget, so I think they were probably smart in not revealing too much because otherwise it might have turned into sort of um, Think Revealer where we got the fucking like Halloween costume demon at the end that looks terrible. So I, I think they were able to play the tricks well with what they had to work with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would have appreciated a little bit more like slimy tentacleness coming through the glory hole a little bit, you know, dripping down the hole especially when they're leading up to the, oh, you don't have to fuck me thing, but have it like seeping goo out or something. So it makes it that much worse. But you know what the grossest part is when he's like putting his face on the public shitter and like has his hands all over it. And then later J.K. Simmons is like, you got three fecal matter, fecal matter from three people on you. You want me to tell you who they are or something? It's like, ugh, he was way too into that fucking toilet. Like, gosh. Yeah, I agree. That that also made me cringe. (laughs) It's freaking disgusting now i i don't know I, I watched it like last week and i'm already forgetting a lot of it did we not see the full creature like briefly because i wrote in my notes that i thought the alien design that they gave him was kind of cool but we see him really briefly very briefly yeah i mean it's yeah. been the same with me it's been like a week since i've watched it too but i don't i feel like maybe it's a super brief thing but i feel like we don't see like the whole yeah i, I thought we did I, I thought we did see the full creature at one point uh but like yeah for like only a few seconds it was three days ago for me and i don't remember so <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe briefly yeah and i love the like kind of red ball sack that they give him that you could see kind of under the stall for throughout the whole thing which made yeah. me kind of curious what he looked like but uh, you know then that you're right joe like we, we spent so much time not knowing what he looks like that it would have been tough to have a reveal that would have been satisfying i guess yeah uh, i was kind of hoping he'd look exactly like the amazing i thought painting that's mm. surrounding the glory hole <laughs> like almost as if it would have been cool if this whole time we saw the creature design and just didn't like really process it as that was what the creature looked like and it was the exact same thing you know i thought that would have been a cool reveal but other than that i don't know what they could have done to make it satisfying yeah i thought that drawing was the low budget representation of what he was anyway so I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah yeah so <laughs> that, 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 that's <laughs> that's, yeah. I guess that's it <laughs> that's glorious why is it called glorious in the glory hole glory i even referred to the monster as glory in my notes <laughs> like i didn't know what the monster is called so i, I think he, they have, he had uh, he had that weird name that 
Yeah. Like, all of them off, off, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need a liver? Why do you need a liver? Just because? Yep, just because. Just because, yeah. got it. It would have been so funny if he's like, I need your semen. And they should have just fucking did that. Like, I think it would have been so much cooler if they went the gross route with it instead of like, liver doesn't make any sense. Not doing the glory hole doesn't make any sense. It's like, I, I like the blood shower. The blood, the blood yeah. raining. raining. I was just gonna was say really we, we didn't talk about the the blood shower scene. That was Super maybe the highlight of the movie, and a part of yeah. it is because of the music. It's just mm. the contrast of the music and what was going on on screen was actually really cool, and I actually really enjoyed that moment. Yeah, that guy didn't deserve to die. Poor guy. Yeah, Gary. Doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to get this like crackhead or whatever he thought he was out of there, and he's pantsless and everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you walk into a bathroom stall right and there's a guy he's got no pants on and he's talking about the glory hole <laughs> do you quietly excuse yourself and go back or do you go pee because you really have to uh, you go pee in the woods <laughs> <laughs> exactly just pee behind the building or something Seriously, he doesn't get paid <laughs> enough to deal with that <laughs> no hell no yeah for sure all right. all right, great to say. Let's lead off with the highest score of Joseph. What you got? All right, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely think I'm gonna be the highest. One. I, like I said, I, I I enjoyed it. I think if you're into Lovecraftian style horror movies, I, I think you'll enjoy this one. You know, it kind of gave me like color out of space vibes from last year a little bit, not as much creature horror and stuff like that, but uh, with the lighting and you know. The, the one creature we get is cool so yeah i mean it's not making my top 10 or anything like that but overall i enjoyed it for what it was and i honestly i probably would watch it again like with um some friends that i know that are into this type of style movie so i'm gonna give it a seven did you watch this with sam no i didn't i watched it with this one by myself um i overall i didn't really like it um i like the gore i like some of the body stuff like I said, J.K. Simmons' performance is adequate. It's good, but it's not nothing like, you know, like you could, like I said, you could add a different actor. It would have changed anything for me. Raining Blood was cool, and I just wish they wouldn't went there. Like, this could have been a really cool sleeper hit for me, gross out of the year, but uh, they went, like, a safer route. So I'm going in with, a, like, a 6 out of 10 for this one. And I'm right there with you with a 6 out of 10. I, I thought there was some really interesting elements to it, but some, some stuff that I really wasn't into, and I guess I expected a little bit more. Uh, and I thought the story could have been a little bit stronger and stuff like that. Didn't like the flashbacks. So, so that's still something I'm happy I watched, but nothing I don't think I'd ever watch again. You know, it's like kind of one and done with this one. So, so yeah, six out of 10. Yeah, it could have been cool too if um, the creature was, if we learned that he was a killer earlier and that they, the killer, I mean, sorry, the creature was trying to convince him to save humanity and he's like a piece of shit. Like, I think of that, that could have been cool little twist too where the bad guy at first is a creature and then no it's a human and then now the the creature that who was a bad guy is now trying to convince the bad guy to be the good guy i think that would have been kind of interesting but yeah right cool what are we doing next week do we know yes we, we are doing a we're putting through a vote for probably just our discord i think in in this case which is another reason why you should join our discord we're going to do something we've never done on the podcast before we're going way back and we decide to finally do a Universal Monster movie. Now, which one? That's up to our Discord. So you can pick, we're going to make them vote out of all of the classic Universal Monsters. We're going to go for the main films in the timeline. 
and uh, that's what we're gonna do next week we're gonna Sweet. either watch creature the mummy um dracula frankenstein uh, wolfman i think that's it from the classic lineup from the main yeah. ones yeah am i missing one fucking doctor no what's his name the invisible visible man oh, visible man right visible man? Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, have a feature, I have a featuring creature is gonna win but that's right me too yeah so as long as i the only one i really don't like is the mummy i think it's super boring mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm. I was due for a rewatch anyway. I bought the the whole set last year. So I think it's 32 movies in total. Jeez. So I, I was planning to watch it this fall, and I'm looking forward to it. So this will be a good start by uh, starting with whichever one they pick. And like I said, I, I'm I'm expecting creature, but who knows? I've been surprised before. And also want to mention that the day this episode is released, another good reason to be on our Discord. Uh, we're doing our monthly movie review for the movie club. Uh, so we're going to review Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. A lot of people said they were going this week, this month. So really excited about it. And you can join too. Just join our Discord and you'll get all the information and you'll get the link on Friday to uh, join the club. So be a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. And yes. yeah, and you, still, and you still have time to do the book club. I think we're eventually going to discuss it. Uh, eventually we'll through Zoom figure well. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't started yet, if you're a fast reader, jump on. We're doing Cemetery. Yeah, plenty of time. I would say maybe let's call it. Let's maybe do first of October or something like that, or, or somewhere around there. Yeah, we'll figure it let's, out. Tentatively. And <laughs> we'll schedule it for Discord is there. free, people. So just come on in. It is. Yeah, no, it doesn't cost a dime. You can come and join. There's a great community, and it's always growing. We keep we got more people, different people coming in just about every week on there, and everyone just you know talking hard. It's a great little horror community over there. So definitely join and. You get uh, exclusive, you know, content over there that, you know, we don't talk about on here and get first, you know, details on all of the stuff and whatnot. So definitely join us over on the Discord. If you don't want to join us on Discord, we can, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search the Horror Squad podcast. Or you can always shoot us an email the har- if you want to do snail mail that way, uh, the Horror Squad podcast at gmail.com. Don't think we've gotten uh, a listener email from in quite a long time over there. So if you'd like to, you know, if you you know you're feeling a little shy, you can shoot us an email, and we'll definitely read it uh, on the show. Um, but other than that, don't forget our event with Omri Katz on October 22nd in Salem, Massachusetts. The entire squad is going to be there, so you can come hang out with us. We're gonna have some uh, merch and stick free stickers and a whole bunch of good stuff. So you can come hang out with us there and meet Omri as well. If you want to attend the screening, that uh, so the signing is from 1 to 5. The screening is going to be at 7. The screening will sell out. So we are more than halfway sold out. So definitely get your tickets if you can over at cinemasalem.com before we sell out. We are going to be doing, uh, we are hosting the Q&A with Omri immediately following the screening of Hocus Pocus. Uh, and I think that is it for now. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Next week, Universal Monsters, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So make sure to join our Discord and vote that way. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.
Whoa, what is that? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's for watching somebody poop? You think there's some perv coming in here to watch me make? What the hell are you guys doing here? I gotta go to the bathroom. There's a hole in the wall. We're just trying to figure out what it is. Well, 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 Deandra. Would you look at that? <laughs> Frank, D, what you two have discovered today is what is most commonly referred to as a glory hole. A glory hole? A secret portal created as a passageway for one to safely insert one's penis. I'm sorry, a hole to stick your dick in? Uh, yes, the, the partition acts as a physical barrier, thus ensuring anonymity throughout the spontaneous act of copulation, or fellatio, or at the very least, a hand job.